vorige week uh, de persconferentie. En toen dacht ik, ja, ik heb zelf wel behoefte om uh, wat te gaan krijzen. En ik kan me voorstellen dat ik daar niet alleen ben. Een andere populaire manier om met je coronafrustraties om te gaan is een sloopkamer. Daar kunnen mensen tegen betaling alles kapot slaan. Het weer eerst droog, later trekt er regen over en in het oosten is er kans op natte sneeuw. Het wordt een graad of vier. Dit was het NOS Journaal. Cachella Hunsel presents The Soul Jazz Lounge. Van oktober 2021 tot en met maart 2022. It's all about jazz in Amsterdam Zuidoost. Parels van Suriname, Duke Ellington, Christmas Dinner, Valentine Edition en Latin Jazz. Samen bij theater en CEC Music. Join me this year. To 10 o'clock in the morning. For your spiritual lessons and upliftment. For community news, your interviews, special requests and others. Tune into 105.2 MHz Eta and 103.8 MHz on camera. We delight and entertain you. Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Niger on Radio Russell every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Of Niger is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Niger. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. Yeah, we can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06-846-06-550. That's 06-846-06-550. Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise. The pandemic is far from over, and each day we fight to protect ourselves and our loved ones from COVID-19 infections. Please feel responsible to secure yourself should you be exposed to the virus. Now that COVID-19 vaccines are available to us, we should take this opportunity to get vaccinated to save ourselves and our loved ones. The vaccines offer life-saving protection. COVID-19 is not over. Let's still be cautious and stay safe. If you have not yet been vaccinated, then please do so as soon as possible to protect yourself, family and loved ones. Yourself to me Christmas tree I'll make you sparkle just you wait and see my little Christmas tree I'll put some tinsel in your hair and you'll find there's a strange new change that 
Good morning to you, listeners. My name is Apostle Larry Dokino, and uh, we're here this hour and for the next couple of hours uh, on the, the shows of, show of Radio uh, Voice of Niger. We will be uh, bringing to you a variety of items. But once again, we'd like to welcome you, warmly welcome you to this day and to this program. We'll be bringing you further updates as we go along. But as you know, we have just begun an inspirational segment uh, where we play some music and also bring you some uh, some exhortation from the Word of God. So sit back, relax, and enjoy, and uh, let's see what God does as we proceed. Thank you, and keep listening.
Holy Spirit to fill this place. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for a day like this you have given to us. We cannot help but to appreciate uh, the tokens of your help and mercy every day of our lives. Thank you for covering us, our families and our loved ones with the blood of Jesus. Thank you for 
everyone in this city. Thank you for all those in authority. Thank you for our queen and thank you for our family. Thank you for all those who go, go around us. We are blessed to have them, oh God. And this morning we cannot do anything but first of all give ourselves unto you. That you may be glorified and uplifted in all that we do. And we pray that you will use this medium and this broadcast and every item on this program today to touch life in a very special way. Let your voice be heard, let your hands be felt, and let the warmth of your smile, oh God, warm up our lives in Jesus' name. Let anything that is evil and unnecessary and unhelpful, Father, be taken away far from us in Jesus' name. Spread your, the wings of your protection all over us once again. We worship you, Father. We bless you, Father. We magnify your holy name. Be glorified again and again. Thank you for our listeners. As this broadcast goes into their homes, into their cars, and whichever way they are listening, we pray that it shall not go empty-handed, but it shall go with a payload of blessing, a payload of kindness, and some encouragement. We pray that for those who are looking for a way out of any situation, the broadcast of today shall carry the solutions they need. Father, cause eyes to open, cause ears to hear, and cause hearts to understand what you have prepared in stock for those who love you. And for those who have not yet known you or given their lives over to you, let this be the opportunity for them to reconsider and to take a step to connect themselves with Jesus Christ our Lord. Be glorified once again in the wonderful and the marvelous name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.
you a quick update of what will be happening today. We will be having, as usual, the miracles of Jesus uh, by Apostle Helen O'Dokino. And then, shortly after that, a very short word of hesitation by myself, Apostle Larry Dokino. And then we'll follow that up with Pastoral Forum. Today we're going to be looking at uh, how to rebuild uh, broken prayer altars. And right after that, we'll enter into a legal segment. Uh, we're going to be talking about a special restriction that um, has apparently come up regarding obtaining visas uh, for Nigerians living in the Netherlands who want to invite their families over. So we're going to have a lawyer here in the studio to discuss this matter. And we hope that you will stay tuned and you will, you will tune in and also invite others to tune in to listen. And after that, we're going to go into uh, social segment talking about domestic affairs how to deal with conflict and uh, violent situations so we hope that we with this we'll be able to brighten up your day and uh, make a difference stay tuned for the miracles of jesus of Jesus Christ. And this month, as you know, is the twelfth month. And that signifies what is finished or completed. It is that number means perfect entity. It symbolizes completion or plentitude of a thing. 
But for me and my household, we see this month as a month of thanksgiving. We see this month as a month we just want to express gratitude unto God. Why? Because many things have happened, but God brought us through them all. And I believe to you, listeners, many things have happened, many things occurred, but God brought you through. So from time to time, it is always good we take some time to say thank you to the Most High. Because when we do not learn to say thank you, it means we are not humble. It means we are taking the grace of God for granted. The ability to arise every faithful morning, see another day, it's not by our strength. There are people who would have liked to see today, but they are not alive now. <coughs> It is not because their sins are worse than ours, but it's just the grace of God. That is the reason why every living soul have to what? Praise God. Ungratefulness is one of the worst of all sins. Multitudes enjoy the blessings of life. They enjoy the blessings of food. They enjoy the blessings of home. Having a home, not living on a street. They enjoy the blessings of having good friends around. <coughs> I beg your pardon. Others enjoy the blessings of good health. And we are even forgetting that we are enjoying the blessings of a land of freedom. And in all of this, we never even say thank you to God. We never even think that he has been the one that gave us all of the good people that surrounded us. <coughs> we can easily say he gave us job. We can easily say, yes, he gave us money. He gave us good health. But what about the home that you are in. What about the good friends? Because the world is becoming so wicked that it is rare to find good friends. But when you look around you, there are still some good friends around. Do you think it is because you have the best character? No. It is just the grace of God that have brought those people into your life. And from time to time, we just got to take a break and say, thank you, Lord, for my good friends. Hallelujah. The world is full of evil and our lives are not all sunshine. But we ought to be grateful to God and we ought to express our gratefulness to him all the time. Come on, say all the time. Now, the scripture I want to use this morning is taken from the book of Psalm, chapter 4. Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. 
As we know that the book of Psalm is a book that everyone can easily read. Most of those songs in Psalm were written by a king. Written by a warrior. Written by the one that God has called the beloved. And that is no other person but the psalmist David. He was a king. He was a warrior. He was a lover of God. He was a rich man. He was a devoted Christian. David had all it takes to forget his humble beginning. He had all it takes to, 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 to forget that it was God that brought him to such a level. But he felt that in all that he has achieved in life, if he doesn't leave a legacy of gratitude, something is wrong. He decided to put all his, most of his experiences, everything that happened to him, all that God did for him, all the war he fought with his enemies, all the victories he had, he decided to immortalize them by, by writing them down. And today, they formed the majority of the books, of the chapters in the book of Psalm. A whole king. How many of our kings today, how many of our leaders today even show gratitude to God? <clears throat> but David was an exceptional ruler. We want to read Psalm 100. The Bible says from verse 1, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4. He said, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. Verse 5. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. God is a good God. God is a gracious God. God is always merciful. Man cannot give you mercy. Only God can show mercy to you. Mercy is unmerited favor. What you do not deserve, but yet it comes to you. Oh my God. It is only God that have the ability to show mercy. And not only that, the Bible says here that his truth endureth forever. People come into our lives. They do not portray truth. Even people, married people, they still don't show truth. If people enter into companies to work, their bosses or them, those who are working there, do not even portray truth. They don't speak truth. Truth is almost hard to find in this our time. When people say good morning, you got to look around to know whether it is really good morning. When church members say to you, they love you, you got to analyze it and look at it again. Because some people are saying to you, we love you today, are going to be the same people who are going to criticize you. When even friends say, I 
love you. The moment things begin to go a little bit good in your life, these same friends change and then they begin to speak evil. So it is difficult to really find people who say truth to others. Because of lack of truth today, the world is in chaos. Marriages have become devastated. People don't speak the truth. Even in the schools that our children go, truth are not being revealed. In the businesses that we do, partners don't even speak truth to one another because it is hard to endure truth. But the gospel of the Lord Jesus is a gospel of truth. The Bible tells us here that we just got to rejoice and be glad that there is still a king that his word endured forever. The truth in his word endured forever. God, when he speaketh, he speaketh nothing but the truth because he is a father of truth. Just as the devil is a father of lies. So when you find yourself speaking contrary to truth, then you better watch out who is your father. Because if father, if God be your father, you will produce nothing but truthful words all the time. Hallelujah. Because of lack of truth, people cannot even endure sound doctrine. When people come to church, you begin to tell them, is it not better that we do things in, in, this, in this other way than the way you are doing it? They become offended. When people are in sin and you confront the sin and say, fornication is not good, lies is not good, backbiting is not good, hypocrisy is not good, all of these things the Bible said, everyone that is involved in this shall not even make it to heaven. We try to corner the word of the Lord to that when we say sin we call it is is a mistake we don't call sin for what it is anymore we say it is now a mistake it's it's a it's a flaw in somebody's character we don't address sin as as a sin ought to be addressed and why because we do not want to speak the truth the way it is coming so that people don't leave us so people go about hanging us but what shall it profit a man to gain the whole pain and and lose his precious soul I mean, are we going to write another Bible just because of the generation of evil men and women that we are in today? Are we going to rewrite the gospel of the Lord, to rewrite the whole Bible just because people want us to want to put the word in their own frame and not the way the word of God had to be spoken? This morning, be grateful that there's a king who presides in truth. Be grateful that you have a father who speaks the truth. Be grateful that you have a father who does not comply, who does not compromise with his word. The Bible said his truth endure it to all generations. In other words, even if we say we don't want it now, truth is already gone ahead to the next generation because God is truthful. My God, I love you. I am saying thank you that you are a God that speaketh truth to me. Uh, there are certain things when people will tell you, you look, you finish making your hair in the salon, and they say it's making you look just like a wild beast. And you look at yourself in the mirror, somebody say, oh, you look good, you look good. But in your heart, the spirit man is saying, no, you don't just look good. And, and people just tell you, oh, you look yourself good. You, you dress, and your dress is so stained somewhere, and you get up and you ask someone, do I look good? Somebody say, yeah, you look good. Meanwhile, they know that you have some dents all over your, 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 your body because they don't know how to tell you the truth. So it's rare to find truth. But today, I'm grateful for God being a God of truth. 
And Lord, sir, I want you to record with this morning as we give gratitude unto God, thanksgiving unto him has to be taken from the book of Psalm 34, verse 1. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The praise, thanksgiving shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear therefore and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Do you see that this psalmist is making his boast, not in what he has. He said, my soul shall boast in the Lord. And when the humble hear me boasting in the Lord, they will also be glad. You see, the mark of humility is, is, is when you can be grateful to every little thing that people do for you. When you shall, when you can boldly <clears throat> show, say thank you to every little thing that people have done for you. No matter how little or insignificant, as long as you could not do that thing for yourself. And people to convince themselves to do that thing for you, you got to say thank you. Oh my God, give us a generation. God bless in our generation, men and women who can learn to say thank you. Who can learn to be grateful for what people have done. Who can appreciate people when they are alive, not just when they are dead. It's just like these days now, people just gather themselves only to appreciate people when they die. But now when they are alive, we, we, we pretend as if we don't know them. We, we, we look down at them, allow them to go through the hurdles of life. When a little appreciation should have been able to sustain that person's life. And then we allow them to go through all the stress and we allow them to go through all the rigorous of life with a little appreciation somewhere would have held or which would have lifted the soul of that person and when they die we begin to raise fat fat offerings for them let me tell you one thing that is nothing but hypocrisy it is good that we can give them give their families money but do you ask yourself what were you able to do in the life of that person when he was alive have we become vultures that feast on dead souls or are we living have we forgotten what the Bible said? That there is no connection between the living and the dead. So even those things we are doing, when they have passed away, they don't know about it. Because the Bible even tells us, even the dead, their memory will easily be forgotten. Even when they appear in the places where we used to see them, we call them ghosts and when we run away. Because there's no connection between the living and the dead. So when they are alive, why don't we appreciate them? Why don't we show gratitude to them? Than to gather money and give it to family members who never knew what that person suffered. We gather money and then we place it and, and release it in the hands of family members who never knew uh, what or the rigorousness that people have been through in such a foreign land. May the Lord give us the ability to appreciate people while they are alive. May the Lord give us the ability to say thank you to people while they are alive. Make their spirit glad even before they pass on. Not to criticize them and to, and to separate from them 
and wait for them to die and then we raise our monies. May the Lord be merciful. Gratitude have a way to pave way. Gratitude have a way to sustain people. Gratitude have a way to encourage. Gratitude have a way to strengthen. And that's why some of the reasons why you got to say thank you. You say thank you because you have life. We are always one heartbeat from death. It's just one heartbeat from death. Because just one breath that the dead person couldn't take landed that person to the land of the dead. And no more the land of the living. So any moment we happen to breathe, we must give thanks to God. God alone gives life and sustains us. Even the wicked and ungodly live through the gift of God. Our life is in the hand of God. For he giveth to all life and bread and to all things. Not only to human beings, even to creatures. So only God gives life. Only God sustains us. Only God Almighty protects us. There are people today who have all it takes to buy life. Life is not in the hand of a doctor. Their life. I mean, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have a brother who is who is who is blessed with a brother that is a thoracic surgeon. The one I'm following, he is a thoracic surgeon. Practicing, he has his hospital in America, in Long Island, New York. And as to the glory of the Lord, right now the wife is battling with cancer. How come? This is a, this is a thoracic surgeon. When they want something that has to do with heart, Sometimes he's been flown from America to Britain to Trinidad to different parts of the world to go and perform surgery. He is, he is, he is so known. And it is just by the grace of the Lord. But now his wife is battling with cancer. If it is what anyone can redeem, don't you think that he has chains of specialist doctors like him who would be able to say to flush out cancer from wherever it is? Beloved, this is just to let us know that life is in the hands of God alone and alone and alone. And we have to say thank you when we realize that our life is in the hands of God. I give you one more reason why you got to say thank you to God. You thank God for the Bible. You thank him for the word. Whether the world is bright or dark, God's word is always the same. Whether we are young or old, in health or sickness, it is a refuge for the mind and heart. Just think what the world would be like without the word. So thank God for his blessed word that liveth and abided forever. You thank him. Think 
about what the world will be like without the word of God. You know, many times we've been so devastated when we needed encouragement and there is no sister, there is no brother, there is no partner around us, there's no pastor, and yet we are able to just grab the Bible and just open the book of Psalm or any other part of the Bible and read. Then we receive encouragement. My God. You know, we receive encouragement. We receive back hope. We receive back our ability. And then we are able to move on again and again and again. What do you think has happened to us? The strength in the word of God comes into us, quickened us, and then we are able to go into the day to perform. Have we been able to say thank you to God for his word? Have we been able to say thank you, Lord? I appreciate your word. I appreciate the Bible that it is even available for me to read. Have we ever? May the Lord be merciful. I'm going to end here. Somebody out there, beloved listeners, it is time to say thank you even to the for the least things that you have ever received. If you are not used to saying thank you, I'm now redirecting your heart to do it. Do say thank you to those who have done something in your life. Now they are alive. Don't wait to celebrate their death. Don't wait to break out your monies and push them out when they have died. When a little thank you would have sustained them. May the Lord Almighty, bless this word that you have heard. May the Lord cultivate the habit of saying thank you in your heart. May the Lord make you humble to appreciate his word and to appreciate God for who he is and to appreciate good people that he has put around you. Always take some minutes to say, Lord, I thank you for their lives. And not only to just say it, but show it. I will continue with this message by the special grace of the Lord next week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you now and forevermore. Say a big amen. You know, it's Apostle Helen Rudokino of River Supply Bible Church. We meet every Sunday from 10 o'clock. In case you want to join us, even during this Christmas season, uh, to, to, to just come to church and say, Lord, thank you. Give us a call on 0626-046432. And tell us how we may be a blessing to you. God richly bless you and keep listening.
Funk uh, for that powerful message. And uh, we're still, uh, if you just tune in, and you, this is Radio Voice of Niger coming to you live on the airwaves of Radio Russ. So we're transmitting right now on 103.8 megahertz on, e- on cable and 105.2 megahertz on, on ETA. And we will be coming your way very soon with our social segment program. We're talking about domestic affairs. Um, and we will be bringing details to you very shortly. In the meantime, just enjoy this Christmas carol.
Again, in case you are just tuning in, this is Radio Voice of Niger coming to you on the airwaves of Radio Russo. Transmitting on 103.8 megahertz on cable and 105.2 megahertz on ether. You're welcome to give us a call or reaction as we proceed on 020737161. I will be handling very shortly the social segment topic of domestic affairs. Taking precautions against conflicts. Uh, uh, we're going to get into this later, uh, later so you know what we're talking about. Um, we're talking about domestic situations and what can go wrong and how to how to make sure we th- these things don't take place and how to protect the little ones who are with us. And so you stay tuned and enjoy this music. We'll be back shortly.
once again, this is Apostle Larry Dokeno coming to you uh, via Radio Voice of Niger. Like I promised, we're going to be talking this morning about domestic affairs. As you know, Christmas is in the air and we want to make sure that everything is peaceful and calm and cozy at home. And if there are some issues still, you know, kind of simmering around, we want to try to take care of them. As a responsible parent, you want to make sure that uh, your kids are safe and everything around you is safe. So uh, we want to be, we're going to look at the topic today, domestic affairs, how to take precautions against conflicts, okay? Our guest this morning is uh, Mrs. Annette Alagbe Spielberg. I like the last name, Spielberg. By way of introduction, i like to say the popular adage say, goes that the prevention is better than a cure. And this could not be more true. In line with that, we would like to touch on aspects of domestic issues often leading to abuse, conflicts, and disharmony. Miss Alagwe, Mrs. Alagwe is a trainer, coach, and counselor of Sp- uh, Bureau Spielberg in Edam. Today, we'll be discussing how to recognize clues capable of helping us know when some of these social problems are in our neighborhood. These tips can equip us to save someone close or even distant. In addition, we will discuss sorts of help available to victims under these circumstances. On this note, I would like to say a big welcome to Mrs. Salagwe. Welcome, uh, Mr. Annette. Good morning, sir. <laughs> now, the first question I'd like you to answer for the benefit of our listeners is, and how much of a problem today is violence in the home? Yeah, a lot of uh, violence in the home is hidden, uh, of course, but I know that in Holland about 180 times a day, the police is going to homes where the violence becomes that heavy that the police has to interfere. 180 times a day? In Holland, yes. Mm-hmm. And if you know that, for instance, you have to beat your wife ar- around 30 times before she calls the police, Ooh. you can can uh, maximize it with 30 times. Ah. It's not so nice to hear. <laughs> and unfortunately, especially with Christmas time, when everybody is hoping for a nice... I mean, you have expectations, Yes, no? absolutely. For, for Christmas, you want to have a nice time together. Everybody has expectations. And many times these expectations don't come through because people are tired from work, mm-hmm. uh, have different expectations different. also. So when I was still joining the police, actually the violence was more with, yeah. with holiday times and Christmas times than in normal days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. What often triggers this uh, violence and what often triggers, what often creates this violence and uh, this conflict at home? What are some of the things which uh, triggers it off? Well, of co- what I said, of course, a very different uh, expectation. So mm-hmm. what you can do uh, before the, the holidays is uh, sit uh, together with your family mm-hmm. and find out what do they really expect. Yeah. So to, to, to know what... Can, can you just 
bring some the other microphones close to you so that uh, I pick everything. No, I just add it. Just let them close. Add the other one too. Yeah, good, super. So that we pick up every okay. every sound you make. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry I interrupted you. That okay, way. no problem. Uh-huh. So that that could that's, be that's yeah. it could be of of help. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if you sit down together a week before the holidays and find out what is your expectation about the holidays yeah. and um, but um, and also sometimes especially towards children expectations are too high according to their age that causes a lot of uh, violence for instance if a child of uh, six years old has to babysit for a baby and they expect too much from the child and if it doesn't go uh, according to other for instance the reports from school are coming just before christmas and if the notes are low it also sometimes causes uh, problems uh, with the pet, like the parents uh, not happy with a child's uh, possible, performance. And possible. Then? Even last Sunday, I was approached by a mother um, in church, and she said, "Yeah, I want you to talk to my son. He's 20 years old, and um, he has uh, he spends too much time with his friends, and he's studying." I say, "Okay, mm-hmm. how is his studies?" She say, "Yeah, uh, is it below six or over?" Over six, yeah. Over six. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's a six, seven, but it's not nine. Is it not? Oh. I say, well, if it's, it's as long as six and above, I mean, you should be happy that he can manage his life, his school, and his friends because friends are very important. Too. So I say, just congratulate him that he can manage his life. Mm. She looked at me if I was weird, but yes. I mean, don't make problem. Uh-huh. Of something that is not a problem. Absolutely. You know. Um, okay, this is what you, you mean by the expectations when they, they are too high from uh, one, 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 one side, then uh, it can lead to dissatisfaction and then tensions and all that. Yeah. But if you are talking about domestic violence, that's yes. a much bigger uh, area. Eh? Yeah. I mean, most of the, uh, the the violence is between partners or ex-partners. Yes. So if you think I'm going to divorce, then the violence will stop. Well. Often it's not a solution, the violence continues, even worse. Um, Of course, child abuse is in that uh, sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. physical abuse, and emotional abuse. Um, Also, parents who are beaten up by teenagers, and unfortunately it happens. Parents beaten up by teenagers. Yes, it does happen. I haven't heard that, I don't hear much about that. Well, it does happen a lot. Mm. Well, you know what? You have an uh, interesting background, uh, with, uh, formerly with the police, so so you can tell us, uh, give us some insight. Um, tell us, when does uh, this kind of situation where there is abuse in the home, where there's violence in the home, let's say d- domestic violence, when does it become a cycle? When would someone say, hey, I'm in a cycle of domestic uh, violence. Can you explain that to us, please? Yeah, the the the, the circle of uh, domestic violence is often with, with partners. I mean, uh, uh, I'm not talking about child abuse now, but yeah. between between partners. partners. Yeah. Um, I mean, if somebody has been abused, either if it is physical or emotional, and I mm-hmm. won't underrate the emotional one because yeah. if you uh, get nicknames all the time and they call you a loser or even worse all the time it does something to your self image mm-hmm. and often the physical abuse goes together with the emotional one so if yeah. you have been beaten and your husband would say okay nobody wants you whoever wants you be once you are you're, you're useless and it happens Just of like course that. yeah then you they make 
emotional you become dependent mm-hmm. and it sounds very strange yeah. that you become dependent from somebody that beats you but the point is um often the tension between people who cannot solve their problems yes. goes high 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 till the breaking point till mm-hmm. they hit each other again then the person should go for help yeah and if help doesn't come in immediately Mm-hmm. The circle close again because what does the perpetrator do? Mm-hmm. He says sorry, he mm-hmm. comes with some presents yeah. and the victim is very happy with the attention she gets. So then she she hopes again things will be better. Yeah. And apart from that, you it takes some time before you can believe that the one who you love yeah. is beating you. You just can't believe, believe it. it. You can't believe it. And that's why you, you, you choose to believe, no, no, he's not like that. I know him for better. Mm. And before you know it, it's, it's a circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why the new law in Holland now against domestic violence is so good. Because the moment... Um, uh, this this crisis comes that yeah. the beating is going on yeah. if you for instance if you you hear it next door regularly mm-hmm. you should call the police 112 mm-hmm. because they can interfere immediately mm-hmm. it's not it's not that the perpetrator goes to jail that's not the purpose okay. what they do is the police comes in mm-hmm. and the victim should just say i want my, my 10 days of peace Mm-hmm. then the police will understand because the, the the perpetrator will be taken out for 10 days out of the home yeah. and the father, the mother and the children they get help yeah. every day for one hour, okay. 10 days for the long 10 days. Okay. so this is to help them to come out of that circle and to get a better communication together Okay. and often that helps to that 10 days helps them to get them out of the circle the problem might not be solved after 10 days yes. but you have no waiting lists yeah. it's yeah. just immediately that you get help and uh, that's why I like the new law very much yeah. because it's well, helpful the, 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 the help now uh, is going to be directed towards the victim right? no the no one? No, the victor gets a a helper, Uh the perpetrator gets a helper, and the children get a helper. That's because most of the time they were forgotten, but they are also victims. They are also. Even if they are not beaten, Mm. they have all the symptoms of victims of domestic violence, so they need help too. So 10 days, they will get separate help, and afterwards they come together and talk together. Uh So they get 10 days uh, isolated help. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, sometimes when you begin to discuss this topic of domestic violence, and sometimes everybody you can feel very remote, you feel very distant from it. You think, oh, this never happens. I don't. This is for other people, not me. It's easy to 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 feel that way. But well, yeah, uh, you know, some people only look at the heating part. You know, uh, when people physically hit one another. Mm-hmm. Then they think, oh, then domestic violence is going on. But is it just a physical heating that only, only constitutes domestic violence? Because if we can understand what the, are the things which constitute or which are a part of domestic violence, then it becomes easy for us to know when it's happening and when we can get that intervention that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, domestic violence is in fact four categories. Yeah. That is, uh, of course, the physical part. Yeah. That is the emotional part which is abuse mm. by mouth yeah. i would say yeah with words with and words that's insults and uh, insults you know, yes and curses and stuff, stuff like yeah, that yeah and sexual abuse is in- included and also neglect of children is that's also abuse yes yes it's, it's under the law of domestic violence and uh, uh, the abuse is neglect children 
neglect children. Yeah. And to ne- neglect children, it has an, the same effect as, as abusing them actively. Actively. Yeah, wow. the, the main thing that it, that it does, for instance, what is neglect? Um, if you uh, don't take good care of the children, for yeah. instance, uh, you don't give enough attention yeah. to them. Uh-huh. For instance, the father or mother is the whole day at home, mm-hmm. but mentally mm-hmm. uh, she has so many problems on her head yeah. that she is not really there. Yeah. Although she's physically there, there she's, mentally she's absent. She's just busy with her own problem and the, when the child f- asks attention, mm-hmm. she won't even see or hear him or she doesn't give the right attention. And um, also just to, 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 to be rid of the, the problem, she will say, sit the, the kid in front of the TV okay. the whole day and not paying really attention. And especially fathers, I want to encourage to ch- take children out into mm. the society, let them see new things, because that is what develops their brain. Yes, yes. If okay. you will tell them just to sit down and shut up mm-hmm. the first three years of their life, yeah. they have a tremendous back, they are backwards, yeah. backwards. Mm. And if it's combined with uh, shouting in the home, quarreling all the home, mm-hmm. the child lose so much energy because of the quarreling at home, yeah, that yeah, at yeah. school they can't concentrate. Just talk to school teachers. I mean, So many children have problems with concentration nowadays. Mm. Their behavior is not nice. And mainly is because of the trouble in the home. Yeah. So if you can have peace in the home, yes. it saves you and society a hell of a lot of trouble, money, and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, if you're listening to this program, we want to say that we are right now talking about domestic affairs. You know, there are certain things which actually fall under the... Uh, the broad category of uh, domestic violence. And we're talking about here the physical heating. We're also talking about uh, uh, neglect. When people neglect their children or their partners, uh, that is a silent way of abusing them, uh, as we know, as we have heard. And also, where there is actually sexual abuse, uh, you know, uh, we'll, you're going to get into that some more. Mm-hmm. So these are the uh, four categories of uh, uh, issues which fall under domestic violence. Now, just in case you're wondering what this means, uh, you are welcome to give us a call on 020-737-1619. Sometimes we do certain things without realizing that this may be some sort of abuse, a subtle abuse, actually. Uh, But these days, we don't, I don't know whether we get people hitting themselves. It doesn't really happen Hey, maybe it's there, I don't know. But the other subtle ones uh, we don't really talk about or get to hear about, like the neglect, parents mm-hmm. neglecting their kids and, and, and subtly uh, uh, abusing them. And also the uh, um, the the verbal abuse also. Yeah, huh? yeah the verbal abuse, uh, they find out is even worse than the physical abuse. Mm. Um, the bruises will heal, but yeah. the words some uh, parents speak to their children or some partners speak to their wife or husbands, it stays there a almost long time, life. always alive. I mean, um, my husband and I are counseling a lot of people and yeah. even people 40 plus years old, they are still suffering what, for instance, their parents or their step-parents Sport. told them when they are small. Oh. And it takes so much effort to get that. It's like Um, a kind of CD in their head. They hear it all the time and it influences their self-image and it it influences all kinds of things. Um, What I also want to point out is that um, parents should really um, 
know what it means to children if they are shouting and quarreling all the time in the home. Yes. Because they think the children might not, even if they they, they sit quietly for the TV and they are quarreling, yeah. they are influenced. Yeah. And what it what it does, it is emotion emotional damage to children when there is all the time strife, quarreling, shouting. Uh, Um, and saying bad words to to each other, Uh, what it does is also the emotional and the intelligence development of the child stops. So in fact you are creating new perpetrators and new victims. So what you're saying is that what the children experience in in the home, they also get involved they also begin to practice it later absolutely look i'm uh, i'm also a sunday school teacher for 15 years now uh-huh. and you if you see the children in sunday school yeah they have exactly the same behaviors as the parents they yeah, just yeah. imitate the What's parents the yeah they imitate they have the same language they have the same behavior yeah. if if the parents can't handle their aggression the children can't handle the aggression Amazing. and you mean they are just imitating they are just imitating that is why it's so important that we as parents give a good Excellent. example oh. and um yeah The worst thing is that most parents don't realize that even if they don't beat the children, yeah. if they beat each other yeah. or they quarrel with each other, it also affects the children on an emotional level. And um, for instance, if you come from an abusive home, mm. 50% of the boys yeah. also start beating their wives when yeah. they grow up. And 90% of the girls yeah. end up in an abusive relationship as well. Yeah. So because of these figures, I really, really want to to stop it in this generation. Mm-hmm. Now, on a very practical level, um, we are all living in stressful times, so to speak. Uh, and so people go to work or go out, things don't work out well, things may not be working out well. And so somehow they come back with some tension and there's some stress and they don't intend to be rough, but before you, before they realize they're being rough, you know. Yeah. Uh, How reasonably can we cope with the stress of uh, modern day living, uh, cope with the kind of balance and sanity and calm and peace we're supposed to maintain in our families? Yeah. Can you tell us in a practical way how we can balance these two things? Yeah, well, first of all, I think all of us are much too materialistic. I mean... Of course, you have to pay the rent, you need to feed your children, and you have to be able to bring them to school. Yes. But apart from that, we don't all need these Nikes and, and, and all these expensive marks. Uh, or uh, I see also, I mean, in this community, what, what I'm living now, mm. uh, I have a lot to do with African uh, people. Yeah. And my husband is also from Nigeria, so we are involved. And uh, I see also sometimes that people put themselves in debt here yeah. in Holland to send money overseas just to make impact but also to as a kind of status and it it puts a lot of stress on the on the the family and if if i would have a choice Mm. i mean i i I, maybe people say yeah you you have easy talking you have a good job but i also lived in uh, south america Uh and in africa in the slums Mm -hmm. and therefore i know how little you know How, how little you you really need yeah. to be happy. Yeah. I didn't have an income at all there. Uh-huh. I lived from uh, from a gift. I had to 
pull my own water from the, from a pit. Yeah. I didn't have electricity, yeah. but I had a wonderful life there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so was that in South America? Yeah, in South America, America and in... Which country uh, was that? Guyana. Guyana. British Guyana. Okay. And in the Philippines, I worked on Smoky Mountain. Okay. I mean, in fact, you need, need very little material stuff to, to be, be happy. really happy and if I have to what what my husband and I did we we choose to to live in a rented home and uh, both to work part-time so that we can raise our children ourselves we didn't need to put them to babysit or to uh, crash or whatever yeah we prefer to raise our own so kids true. and to live on a lower standard low, low budgets, yes to to have a happily and because if I come home stressed and my husband comes home stressed you can uh, imagine Might what will happen one. and just take time in the I mean take ta- take family time take mm. family time at least one evening you should sit together on the table have nice food talk together put off the television mm. spend time together yeah. talk over conflicts because before they become big big issues yeah mm-hmm. yeah people should if they, if you can't I mean if you realize you can't solve your problems uh, you com- don't communicate that well at home i mean go for a course i also did that when i became a mother i went to a course for mothers because for everything you need a paper except for when you become a parent so we went to the course and learned a lot a lot of skills and the same uh, before marriage i mean go for counseling before you get married not afterwards No, but I'm just interested in, so the kind of counseling, uh, the course you did was for what? Was it for parenting? Yeah, 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 parent. for parenting, yeah. Ah. They have very good courses nowadays for, for parents. It's almost, yeah, most of the times it's absolutely for free. Mm-hmm. So why not sharing with other parents who have the same problems uh, how to, say, to, to raise kids? It's not that easy, you know. It's not a gift that you are born with. You have to learn it. And it will solve a lot of, uh, of problems. Wow, wow. But I really like some of the, you know, the tips you just gave about mm-hmm. uh, how to reduce conflict because everybody could be living under stressful conditions. Mm-hmm. But uh, with a little bit of uh, creativity, we could... We could uh, okay, let's assume you just came from work and your husband as well. It's been a tough, rough day, you know, issues on the job, issues in your practice. And there are kids at home, you arrive. Uh, can you practically tell us how are you able to put off the pressure and the stress uh, the pressure and the stress from work and from wherever you're coming from and you get them how do you make that transition and then be able to bring, i mean like bring a create an atmosphere of harmony and warmth in the in the in the home tell me tell us practically how you're going to do that yeah especially because people mm-hmm. need some of those skills to be able to uh cope with everyday life Mm-hmm. But there's so much happening all around us. Yeah. Well, for instance, every I think every family recognizes it in the morning that when everybody has to get to work and the yes. children have to get to school, yeah. it's always stress, hectic. isn't it? Yes. It's hectic. Mm. So, um, some practical tips. I have one child who is really not a morning person. Uh-huh. So, you have to drag her out of the bed. She doesn't yeah. want to eat, all these kind of things. So... What we do, we already put our clothes ready in the evening wow. because he's an evening person, so uh-huh. that is settled. Uh-huh. And then in the morning, I don't need to, to talk too much to her. She just dress herself. And what also helped tremendously before the kids go to school, yeah. we just uh, 
as a, as a family, we, we, we stand at the door, we bless the children mm-hmm. before they go out. Because if you want to pray and bless your children, you can't quarrel, you know? It's no, also for us uh, a kind of self-control that uh-huh. uh, you can't be shouting and then, and then you pray. start praying for your children. You It's cannot. not possible. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we ha- it helps you to exercise your self-control. Of course, mm-hmm. when you have trouble, you can also wait till the children are gone to school and talk about your conflict or, or whatever Wonderful. and in the evening of course everybody gets home uh, tired what I mainly do if I come back from work uh, and I feel I'm stressed or really tired I, I park the car uh, near home but I go for a walk first for 15 minutes before you breathe some air walk, go for a walk for 15 minutes before I enter the home then I'm a bit fresh again Wow. So then I I focus on my family in that way in that 15 minutes. That is superb. That's superb. That's superb. Awesome. Well, if you are listening and you want to give us a call, do that on zero two zero seven three seven one six one nine. If you're enjoying the discussion with uh, Mrs. Annette Lagbe, uh, go ahead and give us that call. We will take we will take a short uh, musical break and then we will be back. Mm.
this a Christmas, uh, what do you call it, mm, song and uh, also a teaser actually to let you know that we are almost there. We hope your Christmas this year will be peaceful without violence and trouble. That's why we have the expert here, uh, Miss Aneta Lagos. She is uh, an expert and a counselor and a trainer, a uh, family counselor, trainer, and also uh, an expert in domestic uh, issues. And uh, she's here with some good tips to help us to learn to, to, to be able to manage our temper, our, you know, frustrations and all that. I would like to welcome her back uh, right now. Welcome back, uh, Mrs. Lagwe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, we're talking about uh, being the fam- being the ear and the and the eye of the community, especially for for neighbors who may be going through violence. Now, how, how would I know my next door neighbor is is going through an abusive relationship? How would what are the clues? What are the signals that okay, something may be going wrong there? And how must I respond? Yeah, what what um, is important? I think that we realize that domestic violence is not just. Uh, uh, people's private business. I've just uh, talked about the tremendous influence on the children yeah. and the effects, uh, they carry it to the next generation. So you might think, oh, I come from a peaceful home but your daughter might, up with a, might end up with a boyfriend next door who comes from an abusive home and yeah. it goes on. Eh? So that's why I want to realize it's everybody's business. problem mm. and everybody's business. And especially if children are involved, I would advise speak for those who cannot speak because children are very loyal to their parents and um, before you know they are damaged for life. Mm. So if you know, if you have a good relationship with your neighbors or your family where you see it happening, talk with them kindly, point out the effects on the children and on society and um, in the worst case you can ask, I know there are a lot of reserve against the police, but the police is really doing a good job here Mm -hmm. because they take the perpetrator out of the home and before they took the victim out of the home, Mm -hmm. you see, so, and they give help instantly, 10 days long, which is very, uh, which has been proved to be very good. Very effective. But I mean, most of the time you can hear it through the walls. Yeah. I mean, people screaming at each other, oh. hitting things, and uh, yes, 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 yes. Just go there and uh, and ask them: Is there any problem? Can I help you? Oh yes. Go there. You know, we used to have a neighbor uh, <laughs> above us, and uh, oh my God, she used to bring her boyfriend in, and they would be fighting, uh, things things flying here and there, and screaming. And uh, mm-hmm. honestly, then then we didn't know we could take some action to help them or something. But we never thought of calling the police at the time. Mm-hmm. But it used to fight. And, and the amazing thing was that when, after the fight was over, the guy the guy would throw the boy out of the house and the boy would go away and he would come back after some time with a nice fancy car. Mm-hmm. You know, and the girl, before you know, they are together again. And then the next time they the yeah. fighting and things begin. Yeah, but this, this I, didn't under, I didn't know that this yeah. was a cycle yeah. happening. There's a circle of violence, and that is why, yeah, we should realize violence. I've never ever seen it stopping mm. by itself. Yeah. So either the victim has to do something, ask yeah. for help, the perpetrator has to come to his senses or look for help, mm. or most of the time the neighbors or the police have to interfere mm. before the violence stop. So if you are in an abusive relationship mm. and you think it will stop one day, mm-hmm. and you do nothing. That's an illusion. It's an illusion. It will never stop by itself. But so you have it, to take action. It, 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 
uh, is somebody is it possible to cure somebody of an abusive behavior oh yes absolutely how absolutely because i counsel a lot of uh, perpetrators uh-huh. and um, they have to learn that they have a choice not to beat Okay. Often they will tell. I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking about husbands beating wives. But I mean, in Ho- in Holland we have ten homes yeah. for men who have been beaten by women. Yeah. yeah. So it's not only men who abuse it's women. It's also. But I've, just for way. the easiness, I talk about men because mm. I mainly have have men that are the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. And um, they. Uh, you often hear them telling me, yeah, um, uh, she asks for it. She do this. She do that. And saying, okay, she asks for it. So then she's ruling you. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I have to uh, let the man be conscious that he always has a choice. Uh-huh. You don't need to beat. Yes. You cannot. You can turn your back. You can uh, leave the place when you feel you get aggressive. Yeah. You can also start talking, uh-huh. communicating. Yes. And you have this time out. Whenever the man feels his aggression going up, yeah, yeah, yeah. he should just give this sign. He doesn't even need to talk of. So, time yes. out. Yes. And the wife should back off then. Yes, she yes, back yes. off. Mm. Stop nagging. Stop talking. Leave the room because she should know, oh, oh he's getting very, dangerous now. No. Yeah, so the man mm. just needs to put his team at time no. out. Yes. And the woman should respect that. And then uh, but, cut it off. <laughs> but then, within some hours, they should sit together and talk. And talk about I mean, you it. can't always escape the problem by giving the time out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but it, it is never necessary to beat. In fact, it never solves a problem, mm. violence. Yeah, it yeah, only yeah. brings problems. problems. So it's no use to beat. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <Say> <laughs> it's not again. effective. Uh-huh. It's not effective. But why is it that, yeah, when uh, when when tempests go high, people get uh, angry. The next thing they want to hit, I, I, I have not really... I don't know why, it, and that's the first response people want to hit. It's because maybe people have seen others react aggressively when they're angry. And so they think, yeah. you know, to, to show that, hey, I don't like, you don't like what somebody's doing is to hate. Yeah, m- many, many reasons can be there. Maybe mm. you come from a family you have not to learned to solve problems by talking. Yeah. Maybe you had a bad example at the home. Yeah, yeah. But that, that is never a reason. You can always develop skills. Yeah. And sometimes also the.